Blog Talk Radio. December 15th, 2010, this is Ian Eisenberg in New York, and always with us in California is Jay Logan. Good afternoon, Jay. How are you? I am doing great. I'm doing great out here in California. It's uh, not raining as much today, pretty clear, um, but uh, the rain is coming. (laughs) Well, we had some snow the other day. There's still some on the ground, although it's starting to dry out, but really like the first real snow of the season, and it's a really nice festive holiday scene out here today here on Parents Kids Music. Yeah, um, Ian, uh, also today is a special day. Um, they released uh, Michael Jackson's album today. Uh, a lot of the fans are asked, uh, at the, it's kind of back and forth. Some of the producers are saying, hey, give Michael a chance. I know he didn't, he wasn't there to really work on this album to give the Michael Jackson touch. But then a lot of the producers on the album, Ian, are saying, hey, Michael mentored them, and they know exactly what Michael would have wanted. So that album is out now, so I guess we'll see what it does. Most of the producers have said that they say they need to be given a chance, uh, even though Michael didn't actually uh, have the last say. Absolutely. I know that must be interesting releasing an album from a um, performer and from an artist who's just no longer on this earth, who's around. I know that you were just... Hey, can we go, Betty? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. And, and the reason why I bring it up because he, he was a kid. He was a kid star. So he fits our uh, format, parents, kids, and music. Uh, and so that's why I'm bringing that up um, uh, it's, uh, it's kind of sad, cause, you know. I mean, because you know what? Not every child star, no matter what kind of industry and what kind of business, ends up growing up to be successful as an adult. And he clearly, I mean, I mean, he clearly did defy the name superstar just from his popularity from his from his childhood until his solo career and everything and beyond. I know last week we were talking about how there's just so much involved with the show and and with his career to the point where it's he's probably like I know like there's the top grossing dead celebrities list every year. There's usually like on top of it usually there's like usually a lot of musicians. Like you've got John Lennon and George Harrison of the Beatles. There's usually like you see Jimi Hendrix, you see Elvis and Michael Jackson's probably gonna be one of the highest earning performers not on this earth like for decades to come. Right, right, right. Um I was um I was also noticing that Mariah Carey is doing a duet with her mom. Her mom's a great opera singer and they got together and, and they're doing this duet thing. It's like her 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 daughter and her. Uh so they're working together to do this duet thing. So I thought that was something interesting to talk about on the show a little bit too. Uh her mom is a famous opera singer. Well she's not famous but her daughter is famous and they're working together. And that's kind of I, a, a I, neat thing. No idea she was an opera singer. And plus plus yeah. Mariah Carey pregnant, so there's lots of parents and kids and music involved there. Right, 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 right. So, yeah, man, um, so I'm going to talk about um, your girl, Jelena, <laughs> a little bit. And, uh, Absolutely. Um, I, sh- I shared it with you earlier. Yeah. Um, what do you think? Very, yeah, and, very uh, amazing story, everyone. Listen up. Yeah, share with the audience what I what I shared with you, um, Ian. Um, what I talked to you about earlier before we did the show about the little guy. What was your for the show? Discussion? See, 
usually on the show, Jay will share something, some kind of artist that his daughter is listening to at the moment. And he, and Jay told me, go onto the internet, do a search for this guy, his name, Andreas Verratti. And I'm just amazed. He's this 12-year-old jazz guitarist. And this guy, he looks like he's got this down professionally, down pat, like, it's just this amazing sight seeing this guy just controlling the stage and controlling and just really just rocking out, like not being this nervous child. I remember being 12 years old playing the clarinet in school and just being nervous, learning all my notes and my lines. This guy looks like he owns his instrument. <laughs> Very cool. Yeah, Jay, tell me a little yeah, bit but- more about... This experience about this amazing artist. Well, yeah, you know, when I was looking at this guy, um, me and Jelena, and uh, the, the guitar is almost bigger than him. <laughs> the guitar is bigger than him. And he's like a little George Benson, West Montgomery type of guy. He's uh, Hungarian born. Um, um, he lives in Ireland, kind of in an Ireland jazz scene there. And um, he has his. Uh, his first studio recording, uh, recording called Questions, is out now. And he came to New York and he, he went to school at a place called Gidmore Jazz Institute this summer. They brought him over, uh, and uh, it's just amazing how this little. It makes me just want to quit playing music, man. I just I give up. I mean, you know, this little guy, he, he's wailing on that guitar, and uh, just 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 amazing, amazing kid, and. Uh, I couldn't believe when me and Jelena was watching this. I, I kept saying, saying this, is there some type of Millie Vanelli thing going on here or is this kid really doing this? The, uh, it's uh, it's very, very amazing. He's so happy doing what he's doing, and we just wanted to share it with the world on JerryAsVarati.com. If, if you guys out there get a chance to see this little boy, um, you guys will be amazed. He's been playing guitar since the age of four, and his father taught him. So it's like a father son, parents, and kids thing there, and I think he's going to take the world by storm, and he's only 13 years old, so, geez. <laughs> I mean, seriously, I mean, this guy is real. Yeah, he's, um, uh, is real. He, yeah, he's real, and they have guitars, they built, they recently built him, uh, uh, a guitar, a limited edition, and then he also has his, his uh, signature model, which he signed, and uh, Diodato Strings endorsed him and played their chrome strings. So, I mean, this guy can hang with anybody out there. You know, I challenge all the guitar players listening out there to take this little boy out because uh, it's kind of scary. You know, I'm like from 4 to 13, I mean, what did he do? Just every day just practice, 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 because that looks like, did he, did he go to school? No, I know he did but... It's just it's just amazing child prodigy, and uh, I'm sure in the future you're going to hear about this little kid. Absolutely, like seriously. Yeah, what I thought was also amazing is as I was sharing with you about how you and Jolita discovered him and discovered his videos in the first place, where because I know a lot of what we talk about here on Parents Kids Music is about how discovering music, parents introducing music to children, children introducing music to parents. But it sounds like from what you were sharing, this was a mutual find about, like, father and daughter together surfing on the Internet looking for new, exciting music. And, wow. Yeah, exactly. And um, basically, Jelena is learning guitar now, and, you know, you know, I was, we were just playing around. Playing, well, you know, there's kids that really can play guitar. She's like, you know, we've been, we found one last week in Sacramento, and we've been looking, looking, looking. Um, but this time we looked, and we found this guy, uh, Andreas Verrata, and um, uh, we were both shocked. And she's like, Daddy, this guy is good. And I said, you know, I said, no, well, let me see here. And... Um, I mean, this guy is so melodic, and it's like he's been playing. He's like a 20-year-old in a 13-year-old body. And so me and Jelena, she was saying, well, I'll never be that good, Dad. And I kind of agree with her, but then I said, yes, you will. <laughs> you had a practice. <laughs> um, good job. <laughs> good saying, job, Father. 
So she was so amazed at seeing this kid, you know, and she has other, you know, musicians, for instance, like, like Gabby Wilson. She loves her. She's a pianist and she plays guitar. But this little boy took it to the next level, you know. It's just incredible. Just incredible. So we, you know, every week now we go on YouTube now and we started this ritual. We are going to look for the best kid talent and, um, and share it with our audience. And this is one of the ones that shines bright. I mean, so bright. This is just a bright star, this guy right here. I am just amazed at this little young guitarist. I'm amazed. And so is Jelena. Jelena, she, it made her, you know, basically he and it made her start practicing. So the guy's trying to help me. You know, now I have to say, uh, practice Jelena. Now she just picks the guitar up and, you know, tries her best to emulate this guy. Uh, good luck, Jelena, on that one. But, um, I, yeah. I mean, good luck to yeah. anyone on that one. Right. <laughs> right. Children, adults. I mean, seriously, this guy knows how to play, and I'd love to hear more about his story about, like, about the regimen of, like, was it his parents who gave him, who said, you should be a jazz guitarist? What words did he, like, discover something on TV or on the Internet or someone about, like, wow, this is an amazing musician and how that well, happened? And that yeah, I think, I think that, I, I, yeah, I think you're right, Ian. His father will, or somebody were putting all these videos up on the Internet and then, it just turned into a virus, and everybody started going there. And I, mean, I just encourage everybody, if you get a chance, www.andreasverada.com. That's A-N-D-R-E-A-S-V-A-R-A-D-Y.com. If you guys get a chance to hear this kid, uh, you will, you definitely agree. This is like one of the all-time greats. It's like a little baby George Benson West Montgomery, you know, a little midget kind of, you know. It's, and if you put him behind a wall, you would never, I don't think you'll ever know the difference. <laughs> Absolutely, we're we're waiting we're waiting on our first guest right now, and and um, guest still hasn't called in, so we're just gonna give it a few more minutes. Um, just so you know, here on Parents Kids Music, um, I I didn't have a chance to explain it at the beginning as we usually do. Is this show is about the relationships that people have with their parents and with their children. Discover discovering music, listening to music together. As we do this show weekly, we interview many people. Some people are parents and have had the experience as a ch- being a child and being a parent and their musical influences. And then there's those people who, like myself, who is an adult yet hasn't had children yet, and I have my experiences listening to music with my family but not the other way around. So that's what we do here on Parents Kids Music, and we thank everyone for joining us and listening every week. I guess. So <laughs> yeah, we really, we really do. I got I got another little story to tell you that's kind of interesting. And I ran into this. I thought I was the only one. Yeah, I thought I was the only one that ran into this problem when I told you Jelena signed up for Facebook, right? You remember I, I shared that with the audience like a couple of weeks back. So, Dana Pinkett has a daughter, and you know, uh, uh, Willow Smith. And um, yeah. she said her 10-year-old, she's the same age as Jelena. She's 10 years old. So, she just released uh, her debut single, uh, Whip My Hair, in the U.K. last week. So, um, Dana uh, uh, said it was an incident where her daughter signed up to a social networking site. I guess you know which one it is. Uh, despite her warning uh, from her mother. So, she was just, Dana Pinkett was just so, 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 Jenna Pinkett Smith was just so, so mad. And because her daughter did that despite her mother wanted her. So, you know, she said, you know, I told you not to do that. Uh, and, uh, and and her daughter did it anyway. So she she said that it's better, and this is what she thinks. She says, kids are little people, and we're in life to guide them. And she also added that uh, that trying to rule kids is always an illusion. It's no different. It's, you know, people or kids, it's no different with children. So she she decides that she's going to try to negotiate an agreement with them. So the agreement was in, um, what do you think I should do now? So Willow said, take my computer away, Ian. Mom will take my computer away. And so um, Dana said, well, how long? And then Willow asked, oh, I'll, I'll, for a month. So they negotiate this, and they worked on it, you know. But, but the, the point is, 
Willow knew she made a mistake and she knew she was wrong. And, you know, that's kind of what I did with Jelena. So these kids, you know, they grow up so fast. you got to really watch them on this social network and stuff because they will go behind you while you're not paying attention. So you got to pay attention. So it happened to the best of us. So you see Jada Pinkett Smith and the Will Smith's uh, daughter did the same thing that Jelena did. So I just thought that was kind of funny. <laughs> well, so the important thing is to keep your eyes on – on what's going on online, so you don't, and just as parents, just be conscious of, because you don't know when you can stumble upon people who aren't in the best interest of your children, or sometimes there's spam, or there's just so many different things that could happen on the internet, and viruses on your computer. Right, right. Well, I can't blame the girl. She just probably wanted just to whip her hair. You know, that's pretty much true. She's trying to whip her hair online. Whip. <laughs> and make the colors change over and over and over again. See, our first guest up is currently um, we're we're not well, we're solving difficulties. I invite anyone who's listening to the show right now to call us at six six one two four four nine eight zero zero. That's six six one two four four nine eight zero zero. And we are looking forward to um, to speaking to you as we would love to hear your experiences as parents, as children, about the music that you listen to and the experiences that you have with, when it comes to listening to music, as this is Parents Kids Music, and we're looking forward to hearing from you. So, so Jay, what... So, Jay, I, I realize, like, this is probably probably the longest we've gone speaking, like, opening the show in quite a while. Right, like, right. What, like, like, what are the other, like, big things happening in music? I know I saw there was, like, the Grammys, like, how they now have a concert to announce denominations. And what, what are the other major developments just happening in music as we head towards the holiday season? As you have all the holiday TV specials, you have, and it's just every year you just have like the same Christmas specials, same things. Like, and it, it's a wonderful season, and it's like, how are you going to be spending the holidays with your family? Well, we're going to share a Christmas party with uh, the world-renowned. Um, uh, me and Jelena are going out with. Uh, Gabby Wilson on a Christmas party in uh, Vallejo, California. We're going to go party with her, and she's going to be performing, and that's one thing we're going to be doing. And uh, Jelena has gotten a good, pretty good report card. She's, we're going to be opening up presents and eating and having fun and sitting around the log, uh, letting the fire burn and the fireplace, I mean, and um, we're going to just be doing stuff like that. It's kind of stay at home. Party a little bit, you know, just having a wonderful Christmas and thanking, thanking the good Lord that we're able to share this Christmas because, you know, a lot of people aren't able to do that with their family. And uh, unfortunately, I'm able to sit down with my daughter and, uh, and, and, and have a wonderful Christmas. And that's what I'm going to be doing this Christmas uh, with my mom and my, my daughter and my aunties and, and family and friends and just rejoicing. And, and just being grateful, that's pretty much um, what I'm going to be doing. Um, hopefully everybody out there will be doing the same thing. And uh, we're in a great country here in the United States, and we're blessed to be able to do this here. So we need to be very thankful that we all live in the States because a lot of countries can't do this, but in our country right now, we're able to have a wonderful Christmas. And that's what everybody should take into account. Um, being blessed to be able to share this with your family and your children. Uh, also, listening to like Christmas carols. What about that? <laughs> That's going to be great. Get to listen to these great Christmas carols and unspiked eggnog. You know, pretty much. Uh, Janina can't drink the real eggnog, so you know we'll just give her the unspiked one. <laughs> right. So I'm going to be doing that and listen to these Christmas carols, and uh, me and her are going to be singing them, and I'm going to be playing the piano a little bit, and. We're just going to have a wonderful time, celebrate traditional Christmas, 
Listen to a little Nat King Cole and Natalie Cole and just have fun. Just have fun. It'd be all out fun. Yeah. Absolutely. What about you, Ian? What are you, what are you going to be doing? I'm going to be working. I'm going to be, you know, I mean, I'm Jewish, and um, one big thing about Christmas every year is that I'm not someone who's, like, always complaining about, ooh, there's Christmas, or it's like, or it's like I'm not, I mean, as a child, at one point I was jealous, but as I've grown up, I understand that. I understand it's not just that I don't celebrate Christmas. It's, it's more about I'm, I acknowledge other people to do that. Oh, wow. Excellent. And, okay, we, we have a guest coming in right now. Cool. We may have a guest coming in right now as... An emergency guest. It's our first guest who was originally scheduled. Hopefully, we'll get her on at another time. But however, right now okay. she has not. She has not shown up. So, <clears throat> but we do have somebody who is about to be calling in right now. But I'm saying I'm very respectful of those people who celebrate Christmas, and I allow people to celebrate Christmas because that's what they believe in. And it brings them great joy to themselves and to their families. And I love the fact that we live in a country where we're allowed to have different stand viewpoints, different opinions, and agree to disagree. And all right, we got our and we got our first guest. Hello, welcome. <laughs> is that me? That is you. Welcome. Oh, hi. How are you? Excellent. You know, Delicious. I have, and this is Ian in New York, and 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 meet Jay out in California. Hello, hello, hello. How are you? Are you talking there? to me? <laughs> yeah. Sorry, you, it's a little you bit difficult. One, you, you be the one we're talking to. <laughs> ah. So I'm talking to someone in California and in New York. Yes, you are. Yeah. And, ah, and so to what? everyone who's listening on the radio right now here on um, Parents Kids Music on Blog Talk Radio. Super. So what's up? What do you want to know? Yeah, so, so so share with us your experiences of growing up listening to music and um, and your musical influences and how they've developed. Yeah. It's really funny, uh that's come up a lot actually recently um, because my my mother and father are both huge Beatles fans. And um, my mother said the other day, she said, aren't you so glad that I got you to listen to the Beatles? And I was like, well, I don't know. I think I probably would have listened to the Beatles anyway. But I guess, I guess I, I'm not quite sure. But they had good taste in music to listen to the Beatles and Wings, a lot of Billy Joel um, Elton John. Uh, although I do regret that that they never exposed me to certain things. Um, like I really like The Clash, and that's not something <laughs> that ever entered their um, musical tastes. But um, yeah. well, yeah, there's a. Um, we listened to. We used to. We actually have videotapes of us dancing to Michael Jackson, Thriller. Um, we would kind of communally listen to. Um, Michael Jackson and the Beatles and Billy Joel. That was pretty much what my upbringing was. And then I explored other venues when I moved away from the home. Did did you um did you buy any of those Beatles and Michael Jackson records um, when you were there? Did, did they take you to the store or did they just have them? Uh, or they just pop yeah. Well, um, the first record I ever had was actually the Chipmunks sing the Beatles. And it had, like, um, the Beatles early stuff, like, I Want to Hold Your Hand and She Loves You and, um, yeah, a few of those things. And I absolutely loved that. I listened to it all the time. Um, and then I think the first tape I ever bought on my own with my allowance was In Excess Kick. And um, my mother didn't really like that very much because there was some swearing on it, but I really enjoyed that. That was my first independent go out there and get something um, 
Oh, so you're kind of a music rebel. So I kind of see you know you, you get the stuff you know that kind of gets your mom kicked off. And, you know. <laughs> oh yeah. And it got worse when I got older, and I was listening to Corn in high school, and um, and then when I went on Fish tour when I went to college, when well, I dropped out of college rather, um, yeah that. Um, yeah, I became a bit of a rebel, but I still, my father's proud of me that I like the Grateful Dead. He's like, that's really cool. But he oh. wasn't really that into them, but, <laughs> yeah. He, did you, did he you, thinks it's cool. Did you attend any concerts or events with your family? Like, did you go out to, I'm just wondering, did you go out to any, like, events and check out some of the bands or some of the, like, the Grateful Dead, or did your parents kind of homebody, kind of stay home? Well, just go to the circus. they used to go. Yeah, they went to see Paul McCartney a few times, but they didn't have enough tickets. They had, like, fourth row seats, so I remember, and I wasn't able to go. I was disappointed about that. So, no, the first concert my my mother took me to see was New Kids on the Block, unfortunately. <laughs> but fortunately for me at the time. Um, and we just, went um, just, as a family to see I'm sorry? Was Justin in the band then when you went to see New Kids on the Block? Or who was in the band? Who was in that band? What, New Kids on the Block? Mm-hmm. Did, uh, did you go see them when they That's first the 80s or? compared to the 90s um, boy band craze that happened maybe about 10 years after the days of after. New Kids on the Block. Yeah, yeah, that was, yeah, it's kind of embarrassing, but funny at the same time, because um, they recently went on tour again, and a lot of people were getting all nostalgic going to see them um, as they um, after they've aged. So, but I did not take part in that. Um, but we did go as a family um, to see Elton John and Billy Joel. That was really great. We also went to see Paul McCartney a few years ago, all of us uh, together. Well, minus my brother. My brother lived in New York, and we were all living in North Carolina. My sister, my and my parents, and I. And um, yeah, we still um, we love to listen to music, uh, Christmas music. Um, things got a little bit weird when uh, when Mom turned into a big uh, Clay Aiken fan a couple of years back. Wow. Um, <laughs> yes, it was very bizarre. Oh, okay. and so we were, yeah, we were estranged musically for a little while there because Mom would want to play Clay Aiken music in the car, you know. When we were going out to dinner or something, we were like, oh, no, oh, no. But she's over that phase. It's, that's what we're really grateful for now. Well, did you get to change the radio station? Uh, um, it depended. You know, if I changed the radio station and played... And put on like a hip hop song that my mother didn't like or disapproved of, and then no. But if I change the station and it was a Beatles song, then that's okay. Okay, I was wondering who had the power, who had the power in the car, because when I was little, you know, I, I really didn't have any clout, you know, you know. Like if I touch this, if I touch that knob, my hand, another hand, kind of waves my hand down, <laughs> and that uh-huh, hand hurt. yeah. <laughs> so you probably got the same swat. <laughs> But do you play an instrument yourself? I'm sorry? Uh, uh, do you play an instrument yourself? I do not right oh. now, although I used to play the piano and I did a, I sang a lot. Um, okay. I've always wanted to play the guitar, but it, it's too hard for me. I'm wimpy. Well, I want a guitar hard for me, too. We just talked about a young guitarist, and he was incredible, so I, I kind of quit now. Some so baby 12-year-old jazz guitarist from Ireland. <laughs> Seriously, like I don't. It's like the guy looks like he's a natural and amazing. I give anybody who can play the guitar a lot of credit. Do you have any children? Myself, I do not. But if I did, but if I did, I would, I would try to influence them. Uh, I would wear headphones on my belly, you know while pregnant and such, because it's important to me. That, oh! Um, yeah, music's a really... Uh, um, yeah, I've been obsessed with music for short for some time when I was on fish tour and such, and I would definitely want to pass that um, pass that on. I think it would almost be hereditary. I wonder sometimes how that works. Wow, so that, that's amazing. You're the first guest that, would, that said that, you know, it will start them off young, you know, before they entered the planet. So, that you know, it's kind of amazing, man. I, I appreciate mm-hmm. that. That's great. 
So what else would you do if you had a child? How would you raise how would you raise your child if you if you had one? What would be some of your music guidelines? Um, I've heard I I've not heard the actual um CDs or albums that have come out, but I've heard that like radio I really like Radiohead and Radiohead uh, there's some I d I don't know what they're called. But a friend of mine who has kids and who's really into music, um she told me that there's a uh, sort of almost like a children's lullaby um, music CD oh. or so, of some sort where they're, it's actually to the tune of Radiohead particular songs. I don't know if they're actually singing the lyrics, but like a lot of the harmonies and stuff, the melodies that are in those wow. songs um, are put to a tune that's child-friendly to like toddlers and little kids. So I think that would definitely wow. be something, yeah. Um, wow, that's, that's, that's interesting. Yeah, I've always thought if I ever have kids, I would definitely want to share that with them. Yeah. So who's your favorite Excellent. Who's your favorite artist? Uh, it's really hard. That I have a really hard time pinpointing one, but... Um, well, if you had to be oh, left on the have, planet and you had one CD, if you, had, if you were left on the planet and you had one CD and everybody else, you was like the Omega Woman and you were just stuck here and you had only one CD to listen to, which one would you choose? I think it might be Sgt. Pepper, the Sgt. Pepper album, the Beatles' Sgt. Pepper album. And I thought maybe OK Computer, but it would probably be, it would have to be Beatles because it's more good-feeling type music. And um, I think I would I would be depressed if I listened to OK Computer all the time, although I love Radiohead, but they... They tend to um, kind of communicate. Uh, I don't know. That's what, just what they do. Um, very emotional. Um, I also like certain things are associated with certain kinds of music. So, although I love Radiohead, I wouldn't choose Radiohead. It was Radiohead was introduced to me during a period of time when I was mourning uh, the loss of a friend who in college who committed suicide. So I don't really. I wouldn't choose that. Although OK Computer is my favorite album. It's just not the one I would choose if I was alone on a desert island. Got it. Well, that's a wonderful All right, Phil. All right. We have our next guest ready. So, um, so let's wrap up. Any final thoughts on your relationships growing up with music and how it's made you be the person that you are today? Thanks for having me. What are my final was, thoughts? What? Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I think it makes a really big difference, and it helps, it helps you get through things, and it also uh, it captures memories. You can go back, you can listen to something and say, I remember exactly where I was when I heard this song once when I was seven years old. There's, there's nothing like it. So I appreciate you having me. It's like a time. We appreciate you. you. You're great. Thank you so much. Oh, thanks. <laughs> You're so Thank welcome. Thank you, Jill. Have a great day, and I'll talk to you soon again. All right, you too. All right, take All right, care. Bye-bye. Okay, bye-bye. All right, Adrian, you're on. Hello. Can you hear me okay? We can hear you perfectly. This is Ian here in New York. I'd like to introduce you to my co-host, Jay Logan, who is out in California. Hey, Jay. Hi. Hey. I'm in my car. You're welcome. You're welcome. Oh, you're in your car right yeah. now? I am in my car right oh. now. I'm actually trying oh. to find a place to kind of roost so I can not be a moving target, but it seems like I pulled into the wrong place. But anyway, I'm fine. I am I can talk and drive, and I have a headset on, so I'm safe and, and all that stuff. I have no problems. Well, we're going we're, we're gonna to drill you with some questions. We're going to drill you with some That's questions, fine. you know. <laughs> I can answer. I'm, Ian, I'm allowed to answer questions. I can answer those. Well, no Ian's going to go first. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. music. We we discuss the relationships that people have as parents yep. and also as children when it comes to music. So, love to start. Love to start with your musical musical background. Um, growing up with your family, what you're exposed to, and um how it's made you the person today, you are today. Okay, great question. Um, In terms of my exposure 
uh, to music when I was a kid. It, I, I got to tell you, I was thinking about that when I saw the questions, and um, it's it's um, minimal, absolutely minimal. Um, I don't recall my parents listening to music all that much. I really don't. And I know that uh, they got me into music in terms of buying me the accoutrement for music, a, a record player and all that stuff. But they didn't listen to music very much. I don't recall the radio being on. I grew up in Manhattan, so I, I tuned in before when the person was talking about being in the car and therefore um, not... Um, not um, being allowed to touch the dial and that kind of stuff. I didn't have those issues because we didn't have a car. Okay, I grew up oh. in Manhattan, and in Manhattan you uh, you don't have cars. You you do public transportation. So I didn't have a dial not to not to press. Okay, so my, my experience in music as a kid is, it was minimal. I'm sorry. Now your question. Yeah, what about music in your room? Did you have like you know the parents come up? I was looking at Michael Jackson video and the the parent guy came up there and the kid was going crazy playing his guitar and playing his music loud and the parent came up there and told him to turn it off. Did you get that experience? Turn your set down. I, I did, but yeah, but when I I think that the the click on to music was probably when I was about ten or eleven years old. Yeah, I had the I had the appropriate um stereo in my room and and listened to Actually, I think it was a little older, but listen to um, the Beatles, the Stones. Those were my first experiences with listening to music, and really my first experiences going to concerts were for those oh. groups. Yeah, we want to hear that? Yeah, we want to. I want to hear those concert experiences. We we haven't had a guest that had those first experience like this. Are you the first to, to tell us that? That was basically your yeah, because I'm older than all of you. <laughs> Dinosaur oh, age. Okay. Um, yeah, no. Um, I my my very first concert was when I oh god I guess it was somewhere in the mid maybe late sixties and I was twelve maybe and um, I went to see a Stones concert and. Um, my dad, I remember my dad um, took me to the subway station that I was meeting my friends at and, like, you know, didn't go with me, but uh, took me to the subway, told me, you know, I told him when I was going to come home. Remember, this is pre-cell phone, so I couldn't call him and say, I'm on my way home, pick me up at the subway, and went to the Stones. And we were a little bit younger than the Stones crowd at that point, but it was the music that I listened to and thought it was awesome, and, and here we are all these years later, and I'm still a big Stones fan. So, uh, you know, I guess those roots were were um, born then. So were you close to the stage? I mean, that must have been awesome. You got to see the Stones when they first kind of came over here. You got to see the originals. They were all just yeah, well, yeah, that? yeah, yeah. We were, we were, we were close to the stage. But I got to tell you, my my most um, vivid recollection of being close to the stage when the Stones were at Chase Stadium. Oh gosh, I'm going to say 20 years ago. Okay, it was the um, I forgot which tour it was. Honky Tonk Woman tour. And they had the big inflatable women on either side of the stage. I happened to go to that concert with a friend of mine who was working for Time Magazine at the time, and they had press seats. So we were all the way, right way up in front where um, the photographers wow. were and the press were. Yeah, that was amazing. That was so fantastic. Because in Shea Stadium, if you're not really close, really you're just relegated to looking at video screens. You could almost be home, except for the excitement of the arena. <laughs> but other than but other than that, you don't really feel like you're, you know, participating. The, the arena, the arena plays in both ways. I've, yeah, I know yeah, exactly so, uh, what you're mentioning. It's like yep. okay, I'm here and I've got a perfect view of the fans on the floor. Great. Yep. <laughs> exactly. So <laughs> that was pretty exciting, and I can't tell you that I've had seats like that ever again. <laughs> Well, sure, nobody gets those seats, period. I don't even know how you got that one, too. I bet you can, that seat right now could cost, like, $2,000, you know? 
Right well, now, those are the <laughs> those are the press those are press and photographers, and they're there to do they really are there to do work, you know. So, so they're busy taking notes, or at that time taking notes, and um, it was great. It was really fun. It, it was a different concert experience. And um, I don't go to see very much music anymore. I have gone, I don't know, I, I go to Bruce Springsteen all the time. I went to see R.E.M. because my son um, had tickets and he, could, and he couldn't go, so I took his two seats and I went with uh, my husband. But for the most mm-hmm. part, don't really go so often. Wow. Excellent. This is the perfect segue to go into the, the parent part of this and your experiences with your son and with as a as a mother introducing him to music and how that's and how that's played uh, out. Yeah. Well we don't I don't think we had any formal introduction to music. Unlike my parents' house, in my house there's almost always something going on. Okay, so there's there is a um there's a Bose radio on the on the table, and that's on all the time. There um, might be um, uh, CDs playing at at some point or other um, in one of the rooms in the house. So they kind of grew up listening to that. They didn't listen that much to Raffi and all those little kitty tapes. Although when they were very young, um, sure, they, and and really watched those um, uh, those those tapes on the TV and heard the music then. But really early on, they were exposed to the kind of music that we listened to. And now they listen to the music that I listened to when I was their age because the staying power of Bruce Springsteen, The Stones, U2, groups like that, um, they're old enough now to really appreciate and not think that those groups um, suck because mommy likes them. You know, um, they have very broad um, likes for music, but that definitely includes music that was popular certainly in the late 60s and the 70s and 80s. Um, what they don't like is they don't really like disco, that that era. Um, you know, if that comes on a, a radio station, that gets clicked off pretty quickly. They don't like that so much. Um, they don't like some of the really syrupy pop stuff, pop ballads that are out. But um, likewise, I don't think they're real super heavy metal guys either, you know. So uh, I think our tastes, you know, are very well matched. If we have radios on in the car, we do not fight. Um, We often play our iPods in the car, each one of us, and we have very different music kind of loaded on our iPods, but can pretty much tolerate most each other's music, most of each other's music. So wow, kind of a that's that's uh what's amazing is how they merged into what you like. I let you know you you know they were young and then now all of a sudden they like that. You know we never heard that before, Ian. They kind of grew and kind of merged into it with with the parents. Like that's wow. Well, uh, my sons are in their early twenties, and a whole lot of kids in their early twenties. like the Doors, like the Stones. You know, it's funny. I go to Bruce concerts all the time. And for a very long time, when I went to Bruce Springsteen concerts, pretty much the entire arena, um, giant stadium, is filled with people who are in their 40s, 50s, and 60s, okay? Maybe even beyond from what I could see. Now, the last couple of concerts, I'm noticing much younger people there as well. And I don't mean parents who are bringing their kids, because you see a lot of that too. But I mean young people, 20s, um, you know, teens, not uh, teens who are old enough to go to a concert. Um, that, that age has become more represented at Bruce Springsteen concerts. He still skews older, I think. But um, certainly you see more nowadays of a younger generation going to see him. So so do you think the live thing is coming back for the youth? They're, they're starting to like live music more than the uh, just listening to it on the radio or on the iPod. Do you think that that's what they're, 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 uh, they have a thirst for live music now? Is, is, by you going to these concerts, cause you, is that what you feel? Is that what you're telling us out here? 
Well, um, you know, I'm not. I'm not. So it's it's funny that we're talking um, about this because certainly in my uh, in my credentials, being an observer of uh, the music scene is is not high on the list. Um, but I I I, um, I think that yeah, the, a live concert experience is totally wonderful and changes how you uh, appreciate the music. I think what's a problem and of of all young people are the price points of tickets. And it's very impossible for many of them to go. I'll give you an example. My older son really, really, really likes Pearl Jam, okay? And um, he lives in Manhattan. Um, he, he He's a young guy. He doesn't make that much money. Um, money, so he's very careful where he spends it so he can pay his rent and do all those other things. Yet when Pearl Jam was here this year um, at Madison Square Garden, he went twice. You know, he he dug in deep and was able to do that. Other groups, like I will say, oh, so-and-so is at the Garden or so-and-so is at the Giant Stadium, are you going to go? And he said, no, quote, no, I can't afford it. Um, they like to go. But, you know, price point of tickets these days is really, really, really high. So you have to really know you love this group and also know you're going to have a wonderful concert experience and be content then to fork over a whole lot of money. Absolutely. And I know Pearl Jam is one of the bands that has been successful in keeping ticket prices down over the last few decades touring. I know I've seen them a few times myself, and I know there's certain bands where there's certain concerts, like, yeah, I've been in that position where it's like there, there are certainly artists I've never seen before. I'd love to go see them, but they charge like $200 for the nosebleed seat. Yeah, mm-hmm. a- absolutely. Bruce Springsteen also keeps his ticket prices um, for the most part, pretty reasonable, and there's two prices, and the top price is not very, not high in in the scheme of things. He gives you four hours, three to four hours on stage, and he really puts out. Um, other artists, there, you are exactly right. Their cheap seats are two hundred dollars, one hundred seventy-five dollars. You will not, you know, you can see a four hundred and fifty-dollar ticket. That's obscene. I'm sorry. And um, there's no way that um, young people, unless they're on a trust fund or are making extraordinary amounts of money or just blow their money very indiscriminately, can afford to go see that. And to your point, a lot of adults can't go to see that. I, uh, you know, I'm not sure I want to spend $450 on a ticket. That's why a lot of, I know the concert industry in some ways seems to have this hit or miss type every year where it's either down or it's up, and a lot of it is really based on, so it's really like the success of the veteran artists with the reasonably, reasonably priced tickets that that keep on touring, where, for example, I love the band Fish, and they broke up for a few years, and and their tickets are, all their tickets are the same price, and they're roughly $50 a piece, and they might go Above or below in the secondary market, like StubHub, but they keep the but they keep the the main price down at a part up where their audience can afford it. Yeah, and, and they have a, they have an amazing following. They have an amazing following. So what you guys are saying to be good is like Disneyland. They have family pricing where you can bring your family, your parents can bring their kids, and have some type of bundle. For where, that's a good idea, you guys. Some type of bundle for parents and kids so they can all enjoy the event. And uh, some of these groups should really think seriously about that so it could be a family experience. Because that's pretty well, much Well, except, much except, I, um, except the, um, much, of the, much of the concert going experience is not as much um, as a Disney would be. It's not really a family experience. There aren't that many. I mean, I, there's not that many people, I think, who go as a family to see an act. Even, now I'll, I'll give you an example, even, and I don't have a clue what these tickets cost, but I have several friends who have the um, aged daughter that loves Justin Bieber. And these girls were too young to go to a concert themselves, just too young. And they went to the concert. 
Okay, they had no choice because these, their children were were too freaking young to go into an arena by themselves and sit through a concert. But except for the situation where you have the acts that appear to the uh, almost the preteens, um, uh-huh. not that many groups I think are are family bonding experience excursions. But I think what they have to do is they do have to look at um, what are they. What crowd are they um, drawing? Where where are they making these tours profitable? Um, are they filling up out filling up the arenas and 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 you know people way smarter than I am sure are running these numbers and trying to keep it in check. There are lots of groups who charge a lot of money and they do fill out all the arenas. They fill them up at huge price point tickets. So so all power to them. They're just not getting every. It's like sporting events. There are a lot of sporting events where the tickets are extremely expensive. Going to a hockey game or a basketball game in New York City at Madison Square Garden, it's really out of the reach of most families to go with a group of people. Seats are extraordinarily expensive, and that's a sporting event. Right, right. You should expect to see if some of the groups combine forces and all perform at one concert, kind of like Farm Aid or... And then where each family member will have, like, the Rolling Stones uh, with uh, Aerosmith, with, uh, you know, a couple of corn, and, you know, certain groups get together and try to have a, a week festival, and that might be a better experience where everybody gets a little of whatever they want, you know, Reba McIntosh or, you know, you get a little of everything. And maybe they can bring those ticket sales down <clears throat> because music is important. Well, I know that that's one thing I like where, like, the – the festival circuit has really been a big success, especially really since the first Bonnaroo in 2002 down in Tennessee, which has really created these giant festivals. I don't think it's really so much about the family as much as, yeah, the value of having having multiple bands, like, on multiple stages on the same weekend where where it's, like, one minute you can see the Rolling Stones, one minute you can see the Beastie Boys. And it's that's definitely been something which has been, I know, a huge success. I've been mean, to an extent. There's been lots of festivals around the country. I know Bonnaroo tried to start a second festival in Long Island a few years ago, which actually failed during, I think, due to really, like, permit issues. And I'm not sure if it's so much about ticket sales. Yeah, I think these festivals, that's that's a whole other putting those on as massive work and lots of permits and getting all the artists dropping their ego, being on the same page and all the rest of that stuff. I think that, and I don't necessarily also think that's a family thing, but they're wonderful and they're great experiences, but um, I think putting them on for the producers um, is quite quite an undertaking and probably don't make that much money all through it all, but is a wonderful a wonderful fun event for us a go you know concert goers, uh, <laughs> but the um, you know the music industry again is is all different now. Remember, I was the person who bought vinyl records, and okay. um, and loved and loved album art. And actually, it goes way back because back in the day, I worked for the advertising agency that handled the rock group Kiss. And um, I, I remember um, uh, the album art. For, I remember the original art that made the Kiss albums. I remember going to the studio to Unitel and having cassettes made and then sending them out to all the radio stations. You know, this is old school uh, pre-technology, etc. So, when is a when is a cassette? Uh, oh no, I'm just playing. <laughs> Very funny. Well, I think you know, like, what is the eight track tape? Let me let me tell you, Adrian. I had a album, and I I turned it over, and my daughter was like, "Wow, can I turn my uh, CD over or my? How do you do that? It plays on both sides. That's amazing. God, you can, can you do that with a CD?" I said, "No, you can't." Um, but it's kind of funny because that is you. You come from the day where the technology was different, and um, I think it was better with the 
album art. You know, that's that's me. Now you, you know you download your song, you see a little bit of artwork, and pretty, people don't think that much of it. You know. Oh just, man, kind of album listening. art, album art was amazing. Albums, album covers, those were extraordinary. Yes. Those were extraordinary. Some extraordinary artwork was done on those. And in fact, my both of my sons. Um, when I got rid of records, okay, in my house, when I got rid of vinyl, um, I put all of my albums down in the basement. And then, unbeknownst to me, my sons went down to the basement, took all the albums, went through them very carefully, and selected the album um, covers that they thought were amazingly fantastic and covered their ceilings in their bedrooms with the albums. And I got to tell you, I used to love going into their room and looking up. My younger son had a loft bed, and I used to love lying on his bed and looking at the album art. It was fantastic. There's nothing like that now. It really made listening to the album also a different experience truly did and i think that yeah there is a there is a lacking um not having that now forget about you know i have audiophile friends and it's all the the purity of listening to vinyl and all that stuff i'm not even talking about that i'm talking about you know grooving on the album art was fantastic and it's just right. not the and same then, anymore and especially the ones the album art that was done by hand where a real artist drew because everything's so digital now just cut paste glue there thank you very much um, the things that were done by hand, like I, I looked at the Santana album covers, um, I just thought that they were all cool. And they, they don't do it like that anymore. Everything is so fast, you know, they zip it out to you and here you go. It's like going through the yeah. drive through <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, it's, it was it was really different. And in, in the regard, I think, much superior to, to what it is now, because you're right. You download it, you, you know, you get your songs on your iPod, you see that little teeny tiny bit of art scrolling down on the side, but that's about it. And at least for me, I, lo- I used to love that. I used to really love that. And I still have those albums. I still have those album covers. They were taken down from my son's ceiling, and now they're back in the basement. <laughs> you make sure you didn't throw them away. <laughs> well, no, we didn't throw them away, but they, they, they moved out. So those rooms were converted. But um, the album's art is still very uh, very nostalgic for me. So, I, I mean, that's the thing. I can look at those albums, and I can remember where and what I was doing. Here's the other fun thing. Um I don't know, uh, I guess a lot of people did do this, but we used to go to parties and take albums with us, okay, to play at the parties. Because some people didn't have those albums and we really wanted to have those albums. And so we brought albums with us and we wrote our name on the album. And back in the day when I was doing that, I had a nickname that really nobody calls me anymore, except for a few people who I know from way back then. So I look at albums and I see my nickname on these albums. It's truly a blast from the past. In fact, when my kids saw that, they asked me, they said, who is that? <laughs> well, that's me. It's pretty funny. Well, it's pretty funny. Yeah. Well, well, we got to we got to go soon. We're running out of time. So any title okay, thank you. on today, on, on just, the wonderful use of artwork and trading concert tickets with children, and it's definitely a wonderful experience today. Thanks. Yes, it was fun. Is. Take good yeah, care, it guys. Was cool. Um, thank you so bye. much. Thank you, Adrian. Bye. All right, bye. Bye-bye. Bye. All right, so, Jay, what a, you know what? We started off a little rocky, but what? What a great pair of guests we had today. Well, yeah, we had. it's kind of like we had a throwback show, you know. I, those guests were great. Uh, I learned a lot of from her and, and the previous guests. That, you know, it was wonderful, the radio thing. Um, this was a great show, again. And I really think that this was a show that you could go back and you can look at what they did. Like when she was saying uh, she, they had nicknames and they used to go to house parties and um, – you know, the DJs would play the song and they say they nickname um, at the party. I mean, what experience, y'all? I mean, I wish kids could do that today. It's a little bit more dangerous now, 
But uh, I wish we had that type of community thing going on today because that makes the musical health family of the communities much better when everybody can get together and have fun using music, all the kids go out. So I remember uh, just walking to house parties and, and taking albums and, and songs and, and just going to different parties. And, you know, you can't do that today. Uh, pretty much it's dangerous. Got it. Uh, all right, all right, thank, all right, Jay. We gotta go. Thank you, Jay. We'll be back next week on Parents Kids Music. See you later. Excellent day. All right.